Amen. Today I'm concluding the series Rise and Build on what I've titled, I Don't Think I Can. I don't think I can. I don't think I can. You know, um, I came to this country in 2003. That's 16, oh, as a matter of fact, it was 16 years ago. Last week, now that I'm thinking of it, last week. Um, and, you know, came school and all that, tried to change my, um, my visa to a student visa. It got denied the first time, you know, but for some reason, I, I was able to get an I-20. I started school, so it got denied while I was in school, you know, and I appealed again the second time, continued school. It got denied again the second time, and I appealed again the third time. You know, it got denied again the third time, but by the third time, for, you know, God was able to make a way for me. I was able to get my permanent residency. My mom won the visa lottery in Nigeria, had to go and all that, and got my green card. I came back. Well, I was in Morgan. By the time, by the time, by the time I came back, by the time I came back, I was in Morgan. <laughs> so I went, to the admin, I went to the admin office and gave them my green card. I said, because I've been paying international rates up until then. I gave them my green card. I said, I'm now a resident. <laughs> and guess what they told me? They said, well, you, you need to be one for one year before we now switch it. <laughs> uh, said, you are trying me. <laughs> I'm, now, I'm now a what? <laughs> a resident. You change this thing. I've been paying everything for years. You, cha you change it now. I mean, I took it, I took it up with them and everything, saw this one, saw that one, saw that one. Anyway, I started paying, I started paying bottom audits. So, <laughs> so you're going to stay for one year. One year what? I've been paying BG, I've been paying lights, I've been paying all those kind of things. But anyway, at some point, I think about three years um, after I came, you know, my, I, I had a place, my brother and I were living together. Um, he, he was in school, he was still in high school. And my parents were, they would send us an allowance every month. You know, the, the allowance would pay for the rent, would pay all our bills, would pay our fees. It was pretty substantial. But that was what we're living on. And all of a sudden, you know, the same call that we would get that, oh, I've sent it. It was now a call of things aren't going well. I can't send anything anymore. As in, we go from a lot of money to, to zero. To zero. Never worked. Didn't know what it was like to work. None of that. We had, we had bills. We had things going. My, my, my brother couldn't, because um, of our status, he couldn't go to a public school. So he had to go to a private school. So that was what we're paying for. All of a sudden, zero. Then I had to apply for a job. I got a job somewhere. I found out that the money wasn't enough. I had to apply for a second job. I was doing a second job. I was doing the first job. I was in school full time. 
I was in church full time. Then at some point, even the second job wasn't cutting it. I had to apply for a third job. There was one Dunkin' Donuts on Liberty Road there. I said I have to come in 4 a.m. You know, the shoppers, they have worked there before. I've done stocking. You know, I would go from home, go to work from 11 till 7 in the morning, leave 7 in the morning, go to Morgan to get to class for 9 a.m., leave at 2 p.m., go to my second job from 2 to 7, you know, leave that one, come to church if there's service, if there's no service in church, leave that one and go home quickly to get ready for my 11 p.m. shift. I don't look like I've gone through those kind of things, right? Mm. Back to back. back. That was my life. Back to back. Back to back. But all those challenges, for some reason, those were the things that made me become a man. Those were the things that made me grow. A lot of times people see me and they're like, ah, oh, you're too young to have had this. You're too young to have done this. I'm like, it was my circumstance that really made me. It gave me no choice to be this kind of person. It gave me no choice to be responsible. I've had all those yellow stickers on the doors for not paying rent. I've been to court before just because I couldn't pay my rent. I've had my lights being caught before. I've had no gas at home. I've had to leave my car at home and take a bus on Liberty Road to go to BCC then and take it back and walk down Mayfield to come to church. Let your challenges be instrumental and not detrimental to you. Everyone will go through them. But what are you doing with what you are going through? What are you doing with what you're going through? Let me read something to you from Matthew 7. Matthew 7, 24 to 25 says, Therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on the house, and it did not fall. For it was founded on what? On the rock. It was founded on the rock. Therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine and does them, Every Sunday you come here and you hear the word. These are the sayings of Christ. Times when you're not here, you can catch it on SoundCloud or iTunes or you know, YouTube, whichever one it is. A life group. Some of you, some of your teams, you have devotions that you do together. Everyone that hears the sayings of mine and does them. Hearing does you no good if you won't do what you've heard. That's the thing about God's word. The reason why it's not working for a lot is because they are not doing what it says. And here is the mistake you can make. is to try to understand it before you do it. No. You can't always understand everything God says before you do it. That's why it's a faith journey. You have to trust him. 
you have to trust him. It says that, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Built his house on the word of God. You might be here and, you know, you've been struggling with this whole Jesus thing, you know, Christianity and all that. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't get it. You know, why exactly should I even follow, you know, Jesus and all that? Yeah, my parents did, but, you know, I, for myself, I don't, I don't understand what it is. Guess what? One of, the, one of the ways I conclude this is that if a man can predict his death and his resurrection and he pulls it off, Trust me, it's worth following. Wherever you find someone, anyone else, who predicts his death and his resurrection, and he pulls it off, as in you see him, it actually happens, and it's recorded in history. Wherever you see that person, let me know. Let me know. That's why the God we serve is different from all other gods. When people say things like, oh, regardless of the religion, we serve one God. No. God came in the form of man, and that's Jesus. He died for our sins. He rose again. And because of that, you and I, we have what? We have life. So he says, that the things that I'm telling you now, huh? you do what? Do them. Do them. The foundation of our lives should be the word of God. Now, in the same Matthew 5, I'm just going to bring out three things in there now. It says that I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew. It's not unlikely that, you know, we'll go through challenges in life. As a matter of fact, everyone in here, you're going through one thing or the other. Everyone looks good. But deep down on the inside of you, there's something you're going through. And you're like, God, can, I, can, can this not be? You know, can, you, can you just take away this pain? And challenges are in different forms, in different levels. The first one we see says that the rain came. Some challenges are just like rain. You know, when it rains and you're outside, it's, it's rain today, right? You know, for some of you, it was kind of inconvenient, like just leaving your car in the rain. You know, you might have to, you know, just cover your head. You know, ladies, you want to make sure that we keep it not wet, you know. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's just inconveniencing. You know, and there are some challenges like that that they're just, you know, very inconveniencing. You know, I mean, um, you're, you're going to work and you had a flat tire. You know, you parked somewhere and you got a ticket. You know, your car got towed. It was like, you know what, I just don't need this right now, right? That's what you say, I, I don't need this right now. That's the kind of challenge that, that's what rain does, you know. But there's another kind of challenge, and that's one which is flood-like. You know, it's, it's, flood, it's like a flood. 
When there's a flood, what do we tend to do? We tend to just stay indoors, right? Like, I just want to stay inside, you know. You're in isolation. You don't want to talk to anyone. Like, just, just leave me alone. You know, just leave me alone. Um, you know, things aren't going so well. You know, my finances are just, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy about that. You know, I've, I've written these exams and I just keep failing the exam. You know, just, just leave me. You know, I've applied for this job. It's not working out. It's just, I don't want to talk to anyone. It's like a flood. You know, you're isolated. You don't want to talk to anyone about it. You know, every time you go on a date, they never call you back. Just leave me alone. <laughs> just leave me alone. Just leave me. Just leave me. <laughs> Different challenges. Like, just leave me. You've been doing bridesmaid all your life. Goodness, when will I, when will I, when will I be the bride? <laughs> just, 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 just what? Just leave me. Flood-like. Flood-like. And then the third one is the one where it says, the wind blew and it beat, beat the house. Meaning that the wind was so strong, it's like a tornado. You know, so strong, it moved things around, shook everything. And for some of you, that might be what you're going through now. Your finances are upside down. Your family is upside down. Maybe your parents are going through a divorce or some separation. Things are just all over the place. It's a tornado. It's a tornado. Lost your job. Lost your marriage. Lost something. A tornado. It's painful. It's 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 shameful. For some. But here is the good news. In that same Matthew 7, here is what the word says. It says that the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. In life, everyone will go through challenges. Everyone. But your house, your life, what is it built on? It's what it's built on that will determine if it will last the season of challenge you're in or not. It's what it's built on that will determine if your life will last, go through, be, be victorious, come out, you know, um, successful, whether it's built on the rock or not. Go with me into... 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Let's stop right there. The temptations, the challenges, the issues in your life right now are not different from what others 
experiencing. Meaning you look to your right, you look to your left, guess what? Those around you have their own challenges. You're not the only one. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. As a matter of fact, you'll be shocked that by the time you begin to share your own issues with others, your neighbor will say, can, can I trade? Can I trade mine with yours? You know, because I just see rain. I can handle the rain. Just take this tornado, just, just for, <laughs> just, take this, just take this wind, just for a week. And then your own rain now begins to look like sunshine. He goes on to say that, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. God is faithful, meaning that God knows that you're going through what you're going through. A lot of times, you know, we pray to God. We pray thinking that God is not aware. <laughs> we pray thinking that, God, where were you when this happened to me? Like, why didn't you prevent this, right? You know, why did this happen? You know, God, what, what were you looking at? I mean, I know there are like a billion, six or so in the world, but what happened? It says, God is faithful. He sees the rain. He made the rain, you know. He sees the flood and the wind. It says, but he would not give you more than you can stand. So whatever you're going through, you can stand it. You might think you can't. You might think it's unfair. You might start comparing yourself with others. And say, why? Come on, God, I don't deserve this. I serve you. I serve you. I mean, guest services. I mean, I'm an ignite. I use my voice. I use everything. I serve you. And God says, yeah, I know. I know you can bear it. That's why I gave it to you. God would never give you anything you cannot bear. Because he knows it will kill you. Whatever issues you're going through right now, you can bear it. You might not know the way out. You might not understand why it happened to you, but guess what? God is using it as an instrument of growth for you. A time will come, just like I shared the story of my life with you in the beginning. I never thought the time will come when I would just share it like this. Because to me then, I was like, when will this end? That was just a summary of my life that I gave to you guys. It was back to back. It was, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. But the time came now. The time is now here when I can share that story because God has changed my story. And for you, it will not give you more than you can what? Bear. Then he now says that when you are tempted, when those challenges come, that's what I love about God. He would give you, God is the only one that gives you questions and gives you the answer. But for some reason, we see the answer and we still won't apply to the question anyway. When you are tempted, 
He will show you a way out so that you can what? Endure. So that you can endure. Meaning he knows you have the pain. Meaning he wants you to do what? To endure the pain. To endure that shame. Don't worry. I know you don't drive the best car now. It's okay. Endure. One of the cars I used then had no heat. Yeah, no heat. So you, you can imagine what winter was like for me, right? Yeah. You drive. You drive fast. They don't know why you're driving fast. It's cold. <laughs> it's cold. I'm not driving fast because I like to speed. It's cold in my car. And I quickly want to get to my destination. It was a red Pontiac. Pont- they didn't even make the car anymore. Pontiac. Pontiac. Red. When I come to church, people know I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> It says, it will show you a way, a way out of that misery, a way out of that challenge, so that you can what? Can endure. Meaning that the way out won't always be instant. So it shows you that that's your way out. You see, that, 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 that's, that's where you're going. But I still want you to go through this a little bit more. A little bit more. Looking unto Jesus, Hebrews um, 2.12, Hebrews 12.1-2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy he set before him, he endured what? Endured the cross. Despising shame, he endured his challenges. He endured the pain. There was shame as well. People spat on him. People stepped on him. People beat him. He endured the shame, the pain, and it despised the shame. When you despise something, what do you do? You ignore it, right? Yeah, it's okay now. People might be making jest of you, making jest of me. It's okay, that's fine. You ignore it. You ignore it because God has shown you the way out. You ignore it because you know that where you're going to is better than where you are. You ignore it because you know that you've built your life on the rock, which is the word of God. You ignore it. You ignore it. You ignore it. Ignore it. You might be repeating your clothes every Sunday. That's fine. Ignore it. Don't, don't, don't care about what people say. You might not have the best car. Ignore it. Don't care about what people say. You might not be the one who's, who has the best jewelry or everything, you know, have everything air on flick. Ignore it. It's okay. Just keep going. Ignore it. Ignore it. Because the time will come when the vision, when your life will be the one speaking for itself. You don't have to be the one explaining to people. But when people see you, they see that there's a turnaround in your life. And that would be your testimony in the name of Jesus. That would be your testimony. I don't think I can take it. You can. You can. As I conclude this morning, to the glory of God, March turned six last week. Yep. Mm. Mm. marched on six last week. Six. I remember some of you. I remember those. There's some people here who I remember they were getting into going into college. You know, they finished, went to grad school, and now they are done. They're still here. See, see them. Mm-hmm. Six. But we've been through the rain. We've been through the flood. We've been through the tornado. 
earlier this year, you know, this year for us, I would say we've been through a tornado. We, we, we lost someone in our midst. That's, for me as a pastor, that's, that's like in a million years, I've never thought of that. And that hit every one of us. Every one of us. That's a tornado. That's, a, that's, that's painful. It's a young adult church. So that shouldn't be the kind of things we, we're doing, right? But it happened. But you know, in everything, God has a plan and a reason. And one of the things that I've seen it do is like it's beginning to bring us much more closer together. You never know what it is. But at the same time, we can't afford to be ungrateful to God. Because in everything he says, do what? Give thanks. Here's what God wants us to do. He wants you and I to rise up and build. He says, I know the plans that I have for you. Zaneda quoted that scripture during the exhortation. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans that are what? That I have for you. So God has a plan for you. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The plan he has for you will be built by you. Uh, the things your hands are meant to do, prayer will not do it for you. There's a place of prayer. There's a place of action. So God is saying, this is the plan I have for you. Joshua 1.8 says that be strong and courageous. You know, meditate on the word of God day and night. In it, you will find what? Good success. And you, you, you will make your ways prosperous. God has given the plan. God has given you how. He now says it's left to you to make your ways prosperous. He wants us to rise and build. Not just build our lives. But also build our local community. Build the nation. Not just the nation. Build your local church. He has built his church. Matthew 16, 18. He says that I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. The enemy cannot prevail over whatever God builds. Never. But it's you and I's responsibility to take ownership of what God has built. That's why it says, go and make disciples. Six years ago, I asked God, so what's going to be the name? He said, emerge. What will be the vision? He says, raising champions. Champions fully devoted to Christ. Meaning that everywhere you go to in these last days, you are a leader reflecting Christ. People see you and they see Christ in you. People see you and they don't see you at a low level because you are meant to be a champion. You are the ones others are meant to be following. Paul said that I have, I have shown you, I have come to be an example. Paul, Jesus said that I have been, a, I am an example to you, do as I've done. Paul now said that I have shown you as an example myself, as man. 
because he knows that when people see him, they can take cues from him on how to live their lives. We're raising champions fully devoted to Christ. And why are we having Giving Sunday? Because we don't want people to come here and just see a traditional church. We don't want people to come here and feel unwelcomed. We don't want people to come here and feel like that place is not warm. Those people are just, they just do things anyhow. So we want to ensure that when people come here, they are comfortable. We serve them because God has called us to serve others. We want any young adults to come here and say, I will want to go there again. I will always want to go to church. Our own job, my job as a pastor is not for me to come and convert you and say, in the name of Jesus, you have to convert. You convert now. 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 No. No. That's the work of Christ. He says that those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. Daniel 12, 3. And those who turn many to Christ like stars forever. Our job is to turn many to Christ. Our job is to look into all the methods and the approach that works in our own generation to ensure that no life is lost. That's our job. Can we do this? Yes, we can. Can you make it through your challenges? Yes, you can. Just ensure that you, your life is built on the rock. And the word of God is your foundation. Amen. Shall we pray this morning? Father, we thank you. You can just bow your heads. We exalt your name. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your grace. We thank you, Father, for your mercies. We thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for us. Lord, we tap into your grace this morning. Out of the sufficiency of your grace, Father, we pray, Lord, that you strengthen us in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you would give us everything that we need to go through every challenge in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, Lord, we pray that you would help us not just to build our lives and our communities, but to also take ownership of your church and to be doers of your word. For in Jesus' precious name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray.